This is AutoLine Daily reporting on all aspects of the global automotive industry. The UAW and GM continue to negotiate a new collective bargaining agreement, but the shutdown is starting to have more of an impact on the automaker. Reuters reports that the company is temporarily laying off over 400 workers at its Ramos Arispe plant in Mexico due to the strike. This is in addition to temporary layoffs of 6,000 workers at a separate plant in Mexico a week ago. But one of GM's most highly anticipated models is also being impacted by the strike. The Detroit Free Press reports that the new mid-engine Corvette will be delayed. It was scheduled to start production in December, but that likely won't happen because the plant where it's built still has to fulfill orders for the current C7 Corvette. Then the facility needs to be retooled to build the new model. That retooling was scheduled to happen this week and next, but won't happen because of the strike. So that means you'll have to wait a bit longer before you can get your hands on a new C8. And now over to Japan, where Nissan just appointed its new leader. Japan's Nikkei newspaper reports that the automaker promoted senior vice president Makoto Uchida to CEO. It will also appoint Mitsubishi's chief operating officer, Ashwani Gupta, as its COO. A formal announcement is expected later today. Well, Nissan was looking for a new CEO after it fired Hiroto Sekawa last month after it was discovered that he was paid nearly a million dollars more than he was entitled to. In other Japanese news, Toyota is launching a new van, or what it calls a full-size wagon, at the Tokyo Auto Show. The Grand Ace features a bold grille design and either three or four rows of seating for six or eight passengers. Under the hood is a 2.8-liter diesel engine mated to a six-speed automatic transmission. The interior feels very luxurious with light leather seats, dark wood sprinkled throughout the interior, and aluminum-like accents. The Grand Ace will go on sale in Japan before the end of the year. More news about FCA and its diesels today, but nothing scandalous here. Ram released the fuel economy figures for the new 1500 EcoDiesel. A two-wheel drive example is rated at 22 miles to the gallon in the city, 32 on the freeway, and 26 combined. Four-wheel drive knocks that down to 21 city, 29 highway, and 24 MPG combined. That basically puts it right behind the Silverado diesel and just ahead of the F-150 diesel. The Ram EcoDiesel is available now, with a starting price of about $38,500. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Due to expensive battery packs, most electric vehicles are still a bit pricey. But as manufacturing scale increases, prices come down. And Bloomberg reports that Audi and Porsche are in talks with other automakers to share their electric vehicle platform called Premium Platform Electric, or PPE for short. While the head of development for the platform says, quote, there's definitely interest, he declined to say who was interested, but that the move would help the group spread its development costs. 
The first vehicles to stem from PPE are expected to come in 2021. While another convertible is biting the dust, the last Buick Escada just rolled off the assembly line. It was based on a shared platform with Opel, which GM sold to PSA in 2017, and it's built at an Opel plant. So it was no real surprise that the model was going away. But when one vehicle dies, there's another to take its place. And Ford has started production of the new Puma. It invested 200 million euro in its Romanian plant to build the model, which features a 48-volt mild hybrid powertrain. That plant, which also makes the Echo Sport and Ford's 1-liter 3-cylinder gas engine, now employs roughly 6,000 people. The Puma is one of eight new electrified models the automaker will introduce in Europe this year. You know, Harley-Davidson is struggling to attract younger buyers to the brand, so it recently introduced an all-electric motorcycle called the Livewire in hopes that it will attract a younger demographic. But Reuters reports that's not the case. It spoke to 40 Harley dealers in the U.S. and found that most orders are coming from existing and older riders. Part of that is due to the price. The Livewire starts at nearly $30,000 and the company isn't offering incentives. A traditional entry-level Harley starts at about $7,000. Another issue is competition from other companies that sell less expensive electric motorcycles. The live wire is just starting to hit dealers now, but Harley needs to figure something out. Sales have declined for the last four years, and its stock price is down 42% over the last five years. But that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow.